Hi, friends, and welcome to the Midwest Mompreneurs Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Snellen, and each week I am going to be sitting down to share honest conversations, real resources, and the tips to help you navigate motherhood and building a business at the same time. Let's be honest, it's not an easy journey when you want to do both, but it is possible. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to another exciting interview episode on the Midwest Mompreneurs. I am so excited to end this year, end this season with a guest that continues to inspire me with her kindness, her tenacity, her ability to always connect with new people in such an authentic way on her social media account. Today's interview is with Molly Buchanan. She is a mama a blogger. She does work full-time and manages it all somehow. Her story is really inspiring and that she has gone through so many obstacles and hurdles that I I cannot even imagine how she has been able to overcome them with such grace and humility and coming out of it being such a generous person. Now, especially we're in the holiday season, is the time to lead with kindness. And we talk about how being kind and building community with kindness has been such a huge part of her brand. She is someone that always writes thank you notes every time she has a brand partnership. And we do go into brand collaborations when you have a small following. And I think that that is such a great tip that not many people are talking about, but kindness will take you so far And I know for me, I love working with her on the marketing side of my business because she's always so kind, so generous with her time, and she always leaves a solid thank you. So I'm really excited for this episode. Molly is such a gem. She talks all about her experience and building a brand in Kansas City and how she's really focused on her community. So let's get into it. I'm so excited to be chatting with Molly. Everyone, I feel like in Kansas City knows you. You literally inspire so many people. And I feel like you just kind of came up out of nowhere with this like ray of positivity and encouragement and talking about all things local. Um, And even though you haven't been in the blogging influencing game for so not so long, I feel like you've just kind of created this amazing, inspiring, happy brand for yourself. And I love it. So I'm so excited to chat with you. If you could just kind of yourself, how you got started, all the things. Sure. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. It's funny because I'm not from Kansas City either. So I literally did kind of pop out of nowhere, but um, I'm so excited to be talking with you. I love the podcast. I listen every single time, but I grew up in Oklahoma. My husband and I both are from Oklahoma born and raised, went to college there. And my husband works for a a large company that moved us to Kansas City about nine and a half years ago. And um, I love Kansas City. Kansas City has been so good to us and just has loved us so well. It's home now. And um, about, oh gosh, two-ish years ago, I had some girlfriends saying like, I just really wish you would write a book or something. And I have written my whole life, 
Um, even in elementary school, like my parents have little books that I wrote in like second and third grade. I've just always loved to write. One of my degrees is actually in English. And so um, have always loved it. But I went directly into a corporate job right out of college. So I work in banking. And so the most creative thing I write on any day is an email. So it was like that creativity really wasn't going anywhere. I have a fairly creative job. Um, but not writing. And so we have had kind of a wild ride the last 10 plus years. And I have all these stories and all these life experiences and friends were saying like, you should just really write this down somewhere. And so I started a blog in January of 2019. And I really had no goals of what it would be and um, started an Instagram kind of corresponding with the blog and it just kind of took off from there. Like I said, I didn't really have any goals. I don't know if I still have any goals, but I definitely have like a life's mission and a vision for what I want for my life. And I just align everything back to that and that keeps me grounded and it has really evolved into this Kind of beautiful thing of connecting with people and connecting with businesses and getting to know people and connecting and that's something that I'm really passionate about and so it's just turned out to be this really fun blessing in my life. I love it and I think um, it's so funny because you're such a positive person by nature like so much of the content that you put out is positivity and looking for the good. And I'm sure your story plays a huge part in that. If you're comfortable sharing kind of, you know, you've gone through some difficult journeys in life that many people don't have to go through and being so vulnerable and sharing that, especially on social media where it's like, who knows what's even, who's <laughs> even watching and looking and seeing all this. How has that yeah. been for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it's been a wild ride. So my husband and I got married in 2007. And I was 24 when we got married. Um, so you can do the math. And um, we got married in June. And in November, I was actually diagnosed with a uterine tumor. So our first year of marriage, I was sick the whole time. So I did eight months of chemotherapy, um, which got rid of the tumor. I'm completely cancer free. I've been cancer free for a really long time. I don't even have to go to the doctor anymore. Um, but one of the side effects was that it did actually cause infertility. So a lot of things in the past several years. Oh, dealing with cancer, your first year of marriage is not ideal, obviously. Um, but what I would say is our marriage is a lot stronger because of it. You know, everybody says your first year of marriage is really hard. And it's like, Yes, yes, it is. And here's this whole additional complication. Um, you know, and I guess that as far as the positivity, and I think the current environment that we're in right now is a really good example of, you know, there's a lot of days that feel really dark, and this period in our lives feels endless. Like it just feels so uncertain. And when there's a lot of uncertainty. It, it just is incredibly emotional and it's hard to keep that positivity. And I think the reason that I'm able to do so, well, I know the reason I'm able to do so is because I do know it does come to an end. It really does. And it feels long and it feels hard. And um, I would never want anyone to have to live through these life experiences, to have to sit in a chemo chair to find out it gets better, to 
have to struggle with infertility and ultimately going through the adoption process while everything that comes on the other end is beautiful and wonderful um that season is so hard and we're all our entire world is experiencing all of these things at the same time and so people who have lived through these challenging life experiences we know God, it is the worst right now, but it will get better. And so as much as I'm able to tell people that through sharing my story, I hope that they find a little bit of belief and a little bit of additional positivity, especially on the days that feel like it's just never going to end. Mm, that is so good. And it's so true. And I think, I hope for me, I know, and I've never gone through anything that serious or traumatic with my health, but it really, everything that has happened puts life in perspective and that your health matters, having a family matters, and it doesn't matter the materialist, materialistic things and everything that for so long I feel like social media was about. And you've always been about spreading joy and positivity and encouragement in your content and are continuing to do so when things feel really icky and hard and I, I, I love it because we have to always look for the good and even on the days that are really hard and you're truthful about it because there are people um, that might emulate positivity and act as if there's no darkness behind the positivity, but I love that you're truthful in the experience and why you are positive, if that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, no, it makes sense. And it's not to say that I don't have hard days because I certainly do. And I try to be honest about that as well. And I'm incredibly extroverted. I am, you relate to this. I am a three on the Enneagram through and through achiever. And so when you take six months of my life and kind of wipe it clean and I'm struggling then to find new goals and new things to achieve and um, that personal interaction that's really missing, like that's difficult. That's very difficult. But again, it's just knowing that this is a season and you made some really good points about what's important during this time is going to cause some reflection. And so I have to hope and believe that we're all going to come out of this probably better for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good, such a good point. So you get your friends telling you, you need to write your story. You have so many things that you can share so much inspiration. What kind of, what was the starting process like for you as a beginning blogger with no background and photography <laughs> and all the things that go into blogging? Because I feel like there's so many people out there that want to blog or want to um, put it out there and they're afraid. So what was that like for you? Yeah, it's a really good question. You know, like I said, I, I really had no idea what I was doing, no clue what I was doing. And so I just became a sponge um, and, you know, connecting with people and asking questions and um, just soaking up as much knowledge as possible, reading other blogs, like I said, connecting with other people, especially local girls um, and guys, um, you know, listening to podcasts past, all of the things that I could soak up as much as possible, um, you know, learning and making some mistakes and admitting when you make those mistakes and asking questions of your community of what do you need? Like what would really help you and what are those stories you're looking to 
see and read and hear and, and then giving that to them. Or if you feel like you can't being honest about, I can't, but I've connected with all these other people who can, here are people that can deliver what you're needing. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of it was really learning and it's continuing to learn. I, I love meeting people and connecting with people and hearing their stories um, that's something that I just love. It's a lot of what drives me. And uh, so I think as long as I kind of continue along that path, that's where um, a lot of my content has come from. And that's where the connections that I've made have come from is just making really genuine relationships with the people that I've met. Yeah, I love that. And it's you really do. You do. You walk the talk and all of that. I think something that's really important here is that so many people who want to start a blog or an Instagram account and turn it into a brand, they focus on, okay, what is the topic I'm going to be writing about? Fashion, outfits, beauty, hairstyles, whatever. And the thing that I like about you is kind of like that encouragement, positivity, like you really owned your brand voice and who you are and are not trying to replicate what other people are doing necessarily. Um, like one thing that always stood out that you started a while back and has kind of become a little bit more trendy now with COVID is um, having people submit prayers or having people submit mm -hmm. things to you that you will not even share publicly, but really just to give them words of encouragement and, you know, positive vibes their way. And it's things like that, that I feel like are missing sometimes on social media in order to grow, in order to build a larger audience, because everyone starts with the product or the thing instead of who you are as a person. Well, you know, I appreciate that. And um, it was kind of going rogue because when you first start in this space, especially those that start more in the influencer space, they're told, find your niche, like find your niche and niche down and don't stray away from that. And I, I get that to a point, but that's more along your branding and your mission and what drives you. And when you try to put yourself in this little box, like we are far more dynamic as humans than we give ourselves credit for. And so I would hear that advice in those first few months. And I would just think like, I, I don't have one thing and I'm never going to be that. And if that means that I don't have a million followers like that, by the way, just overwhelms me in general, just to even think of that. But, you know, who cares? Because I, I would rather have the group of friends that I have now than a bunch of people who I never really connect with. And so I think you're right. And the prayer requests, you know, that kind of just started organically. It was really on my heart. It was something, it was in a church service that they said something and it just kind of popped into my head as that's kind of how things work around here, but it popped in my head and I just thought, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to put it in. And, you know, some weeks, no one says anything. And then some weeks there's a ton and I have connected with so many people in that way, which that has been such a big blessing. And the other thing that it does is there, you'll find that there's overlap. So there may be 10 people that say kind of the same general thing in one week. So then, you know, okay, there's probably a bigger story here. So one post this week needs to talk about this because if 10 people said they're struggling with X, 
then that means the rest of this community probably is. So Monday or Tuesday, your static feed post needs to be about this because a lot of people clearly need to hear something to I keep them going. That. Yeah, I love that. And you yeah. not even think about it this way, but that is really you having a strategy to connect with your audience. As someone that works on the brand side marketing, we feel like sometimes influencers are so focused on growth and numbers of followers versus connecting with the audience that they have. And truly the power is in having a loyal and dedicated and thriving community of people that are having great conversations. I know some of those conversations happen in DMs or happen behind the scenes for bloggers or influencers, but it's really important to cultivate those relationships, I think personally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, it's so funny. Like I said, I started out as doing the blog and then the influencer thing kind of came along with it. And now they're really intermixed, which is just fun. Um, but I have really struggled. And I think a lot of women especially say this, like we struggle with the word influencer. It feels kind of icky and, you know, but if you take a step back from it, everybody has influence. Like even if you have one friend in this world, you are influencing them in some way and they're influencing you. We all have influence over the people that surround us. And so you got to take a step back from that. But one word that I continue to struggle with is followers. And so if I ever do say my followers, it's probably an accident. I try as much as possible to say my friends because that's what I believe. I believe that this community that I have, these are my friends. Friends. I know things about them. They know things about me. They're inviting me in. They're telling me things that are incredibly personal. Some of them are telling me things that they probably haven't told real life friends because sometimes that anonymous person on the internet is almost easier to talk to because they don't know your whole life story. And so I truly feel like these people are my friends. They've shown me support. And so um, I'm just so grateful to that and to them. And so that's kind of one of those ways to pay it forward is, man, if I can pray for you or give you some positive vibes, like that's, that's pretty easy considering everything you give back to me. Yeah. And I think it really does take being um, vulnerable in order to get that response and to get that community interaction. Did you start off the bat going deep and sharing your story or was it more yeah. of a gradual process? Okay. <laughs> no, I am a, you know, I'm an open book. I'm an overshare. That's probably never going to change. But I think the first um, like blog post that I shared was about, um, I struggled at a point in my time a point of time in my life with um, exercise addiction and just over exercising. I'm very athletic, but there was a period of time, you know, me being kind of that control person um, in control of the exercise. There was a point of time in my life and I wrote a blog post about it and, you know, got broke out in a cold sweat and all the things, handshaking and hit published and shared it on Instagram. And that was um, honestly probably the best thing I could have done as my first real post because it showed right off the bat, I'm going to give you everything. And there were so many women that connected with me because that is something that's relatable. You know, a lot of women have struggled with 
some sort of food issues or exercise issues. And so um, I still have women that I connected with from that very first post that we have an ongoing dialogue around those issues. And so, yeah, no, I've just overshared from the beginning. Yeah. And that's, that is really good because, um, you talk about fitness in your content, you talk about trying different things and it's important to be vulnerable in those hurdles that you've overcome so that it doesn't feel as if you're just promoting to exercise too much, if that makes sense. And yeah, I think absolutely. It's, you know, a topic that's not being talked about a lot. So I'm sure that that gave a big response because I only recently have heard people talking about exercise addiction and only yeah. a few people, especially in my circle that I follow. So I think that those are the things that are hard to share, but that vulnerability is what opens up the door and not doing it just to grow necessarily, yeah. but doing it to build those deeper connections. And it also kind of feels like a weight off your chest when you share the things that are like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, blogging is, writing has always been very therapeutic for me. Like I said, I've written my whole life and it's always been very therapeutic. Um, on any given day, my mind is just racing with all of, all my ideas and to-do lists and all of that. And so I've always been a person that does like the brain dump and gets it all down on paper, but then I have to do something with that. And so whether that turns into a blog post or long form content in a static feed or, you know, what a collaboration with a business or whatever it winds up being. It's just, it's got to come out of my head and go somewhere. And usually it's writing, which just feels so good. Yeah. I love that. And gosh, you, you shared so much between, um, your experience with cancer treatments to adoption, to exercise, like how, like, how is it, like, how do you just create content that is authentically yeah. true to you, but also vulnerable and hard to talk about? Like, do you just get it out the second you're feeling it? Or do you like let it marinate and figure out what that process will be? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, it, I think it's a little bit of everything. And I um, use the notes app on my phone a lot. So as kind of a, some sort of prose enters my head or an idea enters my head, like it goes in the notes app so I don't forget about it. And sometimes I'll start to kind of outline a blog post or Instagram post or something like that. And then sometimes it's like I wake up in the morning or there's something really relevant going on in our community or in the world and I want to post about it. Sometimes it's because um, a business you know, needs a little extra love or whatever it is. I do have a content calendar. So I was actually working on September today. And so I sit down and kind of look at what we have going on in our lives, what's coming up in the community, um, and kind of get a rough outline. And then I do leave some days where I can talk about things that are going on in my life or that I can introduce new blog posts. One of the things that I introduced at the beginning of COVID, um, and it was kind of self-serving, but wound up being kind of fun, but I just needed to remind myself of joy. You know, like I mentioned, there are really dark days and we lose sight of on any given day, there are a lot of happy things that happen. But when you have this dark cloud hanging over, you forget about those things. And so 
at the beginning of COVID, I started doing a weekly happiness report. So every Monday, I write just, it's a pretty short blog post. Um, and it's the five, top five things that made me happy that week. And I mean, full transparency, sometimes you got to force it a little bit when their week is a little bit rougher. But then there are some weeks where you're like, I can't condense this to five. But it, like I said, it originally was very self serving, like I just have to remind myself, but then it also serves as a reminder to others that don't forget that, you know, the movie night that you had with your family on Saturday night brought you a lot of joy. So don't forget that, that even things that small bring you a lot of happiness, especially during such a weird time. Yeah, I love that. Do you, do you have like assigned days of the week where you're talking about particular topics mm -hmm. because you have so many, I mean, you're talking about fitness, you're talking about motherhood and you're talking about fashion. You do a lot of local coverage, local partnerships. How do you get it all? Because so many, so many people, I'm the same way, many interests, multifaceted, like yep. want to do it all. How do you organize it? Because you also have a full-time job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. Um, okay. So well, it's probably been a year ago now. I did, and I think a lot of bloggers and influencers do this. They'll do the question box in their Insta stories asking, like, what do you want to see from me? Um, I really took it to heart. Like, I really, really took it to heart. Like I said, this was about a year ago, and I really took the feedback to heart. And coincidentally, and kind of helped me, there wound up being six main themes that people wanted to see. There's seven days of the week. I do like to take a break on Sundays. It's just kind of like a rest day for our family. Not to say I won't post on Sundays because sometimes there are things that like, oh, this is so good. Like it, it's got to do something. But um, by and large, I kind of give at least one day where I don't do a static post or blog post or anything like that. So there were six emerging themes. And so, yes, I do have kind of a rough outline of, you know, this day is Kansas City focused. This day is fashion focused. This day is fitness focused. If I go into it with kind of that mindset and that organization, then I'm not scrambling for ideas. Um, but I also leave myself some flexibility because that's a careful balance. So if you are so stringent on these are my days and these are my topics, then you're not allowing yourself to open up to other possibilities or things that pop into your mind and you're kind of stifling your creativity, which I think a lot of us, the reason we started doing this is because we're creative. This is our creative outlet. And so when you put too many rules on it, then it doesn't feel fun anymore. And so, yes, I do kind of have an outline, but if something pops up, then, you know, it, that can get pushed to the next week or the next month if it was something that was just kind of fun. Yeah, I love that. That's a great piece of advice. I also think it's important to have a little bit of consistency because I always know yes. you'll start the week with positive quotes. You'll, you'll always do your prayer requests. Like certain things I know, I'm like, if I need this yes. from Molly, I know I can come to your page. I know I can find that content. Um, and I think it also, like you said, helps organize everything and keep things going in. Mm -hmm. I think we have to kind of constantly remind our people that these are the things that we talk about and do because it's easy to go off on tangents sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. And that's a really good point because 
your community will remind you too. Like, hey, it's been a couple weeks since I saw Friday Find. What happened? Did you stop doing that? And it's like, oh, darn it, Friday Find. Okay, I'm back on it. <laughs> so they will keep you honest, which is good. Like, I, I want that accountability. And it also reinforces that they like what you're doing, which is super cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you have this highly engaged audience. It is smaller. What is your advice to someone that's wanting to grow an account, wanting to create an account and feels like I'm stuck. I have a smaller following count. Like what is kind of your tips for someone in that space? I think that it's really important to define your why. So why are you doing this? Why are you a blogger? Why are you an influencer? What are your goals in this space? And then tie everything back to that. So if your goal is to truly monetize, then you need to put your eggs in that basket and you need to go all in on reward style or whatever. And you need to be driven in that direction. If your goal is just to get a ton of followers and you don't care to ever get to know them or them to get to know you, there's a lot of um, things that you can do to do that, like loop giveaways and things like that. Um, but my mission has always been about connecting people and connecting with people. And so everything I do, every partnership I have, every conversation I have, every post aligns with that. And I do not get off track with that. And if I feel like I am, then I check myself fast. And anybody who is in this space, any girl who is not in this space and posts a cute outfit gets the DMs about collaborations and all of those things. And I think when people are just wanting to get followers and things like that, it's really tempting to take those. But if you start to ask questions, a lot of them do not align with your core values and they probably don't align with why you got into this space. And a lot of times when I'm talking with girlfriends and they feel like, okay, I'm stuck at this number and I don't know what to do to move. That's always what I ask them is why you tell me why you want more followers or tell me why you want to do this. Um, you know, the other thing is I think that some people get into this space because they want to be included in things. So they want to get the invite to the cool stuff. And if that is your goal, then you need to work with businesses and you need to support them and you need to support the teams that support those businesses. And you need to be gracious when they include you in things and when they give you things and you need to be thankful because that's not something that they have to do. And I think that sometimes where the blogger influencer community fails is they don't show that gratitude and gratitude goes a long way. And, um, I, you know, we, we owe that, we owe the gratitude back to the business or the team that supports them. And then we also owe following through on our commitment, sharing our experiences. And, um, but I, yeah, I think it's definitely that everybody needs a clear why and a clear mission of why they're in this space and what it is they're wanting to do or achieve. You're making me so happy right now because I feel like <laughs> from the marketing side, I think that 
you hit the nail on the head. You have to have a why. You have to have a purpose. It's okay if you have yeah. one vision and it doesn't, yeah. if it, it's not about community, that's okay as long as you stick with it. Um, and I also agree, I'm really impressed with how many partnerships you've had. And just one point I want to put out there if there's influencers listening, brands in 2020, especially as we go into 2021, are more focused on community and um, relationship over follower numbers. At some point, I think a lot of that information is going to not even be public um, by the way that social media is evolving and going. So I really stress to people that it's okay if you only have 1,500 followers and they're really dedicated and they're loyal. I actually have worked with influencers and bloggers before that have super small communities, Mm -hmm. but they're actually converting and they're shopping and they're buying and they're listening and they're going places that people recommend, which brings me to my point of you've partnered with so many brands, local businesses. Mm -hmm. How did you start that process? Do you have any tips for someone if they're wanting to start working with brands? Sure. Um, you know, I get asked that a lot and there's, it's kind of a 50, 50 mix of either the business or the team that represents the business reaching out to me and just saying like, would you want a partner? Um, the other side of that is me reaching out and I do. And typically what that looks like is I already have an idea in mind because business owners and the teams that work with the businesses already have a lot going on and they either don't have a strategy in place or they have a strategy in place that they are laser focused on. They kind of need someone to bring in a little bit of creativity and say, I have this idea. What do you think? Um, I worked in sales for a really long time. And so I'm okay with hearing no, like it doesn't feel great. And you want every business to say, yeah, like come hang out with us and do a giveaway or whatever, but that's not going to happen. And um, so it is, I always have an idea in mind. I don't want, I don't go in with, Hey, want to collaborate? It's no, I go in and Hey, it's so I'll give you real example. I recently did a giveaway um, in conjunction with National French Friday. And so I reached out to them and said, you guys have the best French fries on your happy hour menu. National French Friday is July, I think 24th. Do you want to do something fun? And the business is usually like, yes, this is awesome. Um, If it's a team, so like a PR team locally, I sometimes will reach out to them. I did this a lot during COVID and just said, Hey, which one of your businesses needs some extra love? Even if there's not something the business can do right now, because our businesses are hurting They're you know, they're starting to rebound a little bit, but they are hurting. So even if it's just my family and I can go hang out there and take some pictures or whatever, I'll just ask them, which of your businesses need a little bit of extra love. And we make sure that's on our to-do list for the month. I love it. That's such a great tip because I, as a marketer, as someone that manages brand accounts, get those DMs all the time. And it just says, I want to collaborate with you. I love your brand. And it's so vague and it looks like it's just being sent out mass and there's no clear information. There's no information on, are you expecting something? Are you not expecting something? What makes sense for your audience? Because like you said, with that one restaurant, you got super focused on the French Friday 
which is a holiday. It's fun. It's one particular menu item. Mm -hmm. You weren't saying I want to collaborate with your restaurant. You were getting super specific. And I 1000% agree that as brands, as marketers, we're wanting that information. And while it doesn't always fit into the marketing calendar, because sometimes mm -hmm. campaigns are already pre-slotted or things are already in motion. I love seeing those emails and keeping that in the back pocket of like, I remember how great that pitch was. I'm going to remember her for next time. I want to work with her for the next project. And, um, it's just starting to build that relationship, which goes back to what you've talked about with relationships with your community. And a giveaway is a fun place to start because you're giving something back to the people who are engaging mm -hmm. with you. And it's something that you really enjoy. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I think that um, giveaways, a lot of people use them as a tactic to grow. And I'm not saying, I mean, I would be lying if I said people didn't find me through giveaways, but that's kind of the beauty in it is people are excited about whatever that giveaway is and they're excited enough to tell their friends. And I think most of us, operate in a space where we're not going to tell our friends about a product service business if we don't respect it and like it. So that is a little bit of validation that people are enjoying you. They're enjoying the message you're delivering. And yes, this giveaway is super cool. And I feel confident enough to tell my friends to come and hang out in this space because I've enjoyed getting to know you too. So Yes, I love giveaways because it does give back to this community that has loved on me so well. The other thing I want to reiterate is the gratitude piece. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned that and we've worked together from my company and you and you sent a thank you note and it was very simple. It was very sweet. And I can probably count on my hands how many times I've received a thank you note from an influencer. So it really stood out. It really does make a difference. It doesn't have to be a huge gesture, but showing appreciation, creating thoughtful ideas and pitches, like it literally will take you so far, I think. And such a small market. Right. Like my mom would be very proud in this moment, but you know, it's just the right thing to do because I think people, I think we lose sight of the fact that when you're invited to an event or you're invited to participate in a campaign, there is a cost associated with that. Somebody paid for something. So I always look at it just like if you were to receive a gift, I always write thank you notes. When I receive a gift, I, I send thank you notes at Christmas. You know, it's just what I do. And so I received a gift by being invited to this event or receiving this free product or being honored to represent this brand in this way. So I am grateful. And you can send somebody a quick two sentences to say that. Yeah. Oh, such a good, such an easy applicable tip that anyone can do no matter where you're at. Um, so what are kind of things that you're looking forward to? I know you're launching new series, you're doing fun little tours. Like you are someone that is always collaborating, always uplifting others, not just influencers, your audience as well. How do you feel like, you know, the direction your brand is going? What are some other tips that you can share for anyone else that's wanting to collaborate and create that community? Yeah, so I find inspiration in a lot of different places. And that is a fun thing and a dangerous thing because that means my mind is always moving, but it also means that I've got a lot of ideas. 
And so, like I said, I find inspiration in a lot of different places. I listen to podcasts a lot and um, I listen to all different kinds of podcasts. And so um, I think that you're kind of a product. There's a quote, like you're a product of everyone that you meet, which is definitely true, but you're also a product of everything you consume, period. So everything you watch and you hear. And so I've always got ideas, um, but I keep a running list. So I think that's one thing that's really important is as you have ideas, to your point, like it, it might not be right now, but it could be someday. Do not lose track of those ideas. So I always have a running list of ideas. And that's a list that I refer back to when I'm planning out content for the upcoming month is I pull out that list. First of all, I look and see if I have any commitments to anybody that I said we would do something those go on the calendar first and then I pull out my list of ideas and kind of figure out where they put it, where they plug in. And by the way, would any of these be fun to do with another person, with a business? And then you start reaching out. And so, hey, this really fun thing is coming up. This is how I see your business fitting in or this really fun thing is coming up. And would you want to do it with me because I know that you're really involved with this. And so um, I think that it's keeping the creativity going. So stay inspired. So whatever it is that inspires you, make sure that you are consuming it. And so wherever you find inspiration, make sure you don't lose sight of that. Know what inspires you and consume it as much as possible. Um, and then do not lose track of your ideas. So find a really good management system for your ideas. I'm not super formal. Like I said, I use the notes app on my phone. I also have a folder that's just like, you know, sticky notes and all of that. And then usually about once a week, once a week and a half, I kind of organize it and make sure it's not just junk. And then, like I said, prior to every new month, I really organize it into a calendar and start sending out emails. But more than anything, if someone is really looking to grow and figure out how to create content, it all starts with building relationships. I cannot stress that enough that if you want to grow in any way, shape or form, no matter what it is you want to grow into, you have to establish and deepen those relationships. So that's with your community. That's with the brands, that's with the teams that represent the brands, and it has to be authentic because people will see right through it if it's not. And so that has served me well. It's what I'm committed to. Um, it's not surface. I, I love getting to know people. Um, I know that's not everybody's jam, but it's mine. And so that's why I think that I've been successful in continuing to find collaborations is it is genuine. These are real relationships. These are people I know. We've built a mutual trust and you can't collaborate effectively if you don't have that. Yeah. So, you know, this national holiday is coming up it takes doing a little bit of research and knowing what is kind of in the pipeline so you can have those great collaborations um, before they happen. Because I think a lot of people wait and then it's too late, like National French Friday comes up and they're like, oh wait, why didn't I do anything for this? This aligns with my yes. brand. Um, yes. So it does take a little bit of planning and I agree, it doesn't have to be super perfect, super organized. Um, 
The other thing I want to kind of get your input on is you are such a great authentic commenter. Like you're always commenting authentically. I think there's so many people that are just commenting on other accounts saying like, that's cute, cute skirt, cute shirt, cute headband. And you really do a good job of, um, and I'm, I don't even do a great job of this, but thoughtful, um, comments, thoughtful DMs, like do you schedule time in your day to do that? How are you? Because you have a million things going on. You have a full-time job, you have the blog, you have, you know, mom and wife life. So how are you doing that? I do. Um, I do schedule time. And I think a lot of people will tell you like, I stay up to all ends of the night commenting and all of that. And I think that's why I've kind of enjoyed, um, you know, would it be nice to have 10,000 plus followers. Sure. But for me, it would be because it's easier to add swipe ups to things like certain things that I share with people. Yes, it would make it very easy if they could just swipe up to whatever it is the business or the event or whatever. Yes. But I kind of enjoy my community number where it is right now because it is more manageable. Like I can actually interact with these people and I don't have to go a really long time without answering things, but I do schedule time. It's not something I did in the beginning and you can get incredibly overwhelmed by it, but I actually only do, um, I've kind of scheduled office hours for it because I do have a full-time job. My job is very engaging. Um, but an hour before my workday starts, so like Jack goes off to daycare and I kind of have an hour by myself. So an hour before my traditional workday starts, and then an hour after bedtime. And then that's still, you know, then I can be present with my family. Um, I can still watch a TV show with my husband and, you know, not sacrifice any of our time. Do I do a little bit of mindless scrolling throughout the day? Sure. But it is important to me, especially with the relationships that I've established, that I do genuinely comment. And I think part of that is I know what it feels like when people don't. And when you get a comment and you're like, so you clearly didn't read anything in the caption. And I know how that feels and I internalize it and I'm a little bit, well, I'm a lot an empath. And so because I know how it feels, I want to make sure that people know that I appreciate the work that they put into that content. And so I know that it's important to genuinely comment on it. Yes, and it's yes. better to have five thoughtful comments than to have 50 disingenuous comments, yes. I think, as Absolutely. a strategy. So, okay, Molly, tell us, like, where we can follow you on your journey, if there's anything else you can share, your blog link, all of that. Yeah, so I hang out on Instagram, so... Anytime you want to talk to me, you can slide into my DMs, not in a creepy way, but I am always hanging out on Instagram. I do have a blog. Um, I publish at least once a week. I would like to do more than that, but you know, it's a, it's a season um, and it's crowninglory.blog. But if you go to Instagram, everything's linked in my bio. Um, yeah, those are the two main places. Oh, thank you so much for your time, your insight, your positivity. Everyone give Molly a follow because she's like such a like ray of sunshine in my feed. So thank you. Thank 
thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Midwest Mompreneurs. I'm your host, Katherine Snellen, and I appreciate you so much. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at the Catherine Elise.